Hi, I'm Deborah Lamada, and this is Women Entrepreneur Spotlight. I started this podcast because I believe that every woman entrepreneur has a story to tell, and by sharing that story, she could be helping the next woman entrepreneur looking for some guidance. So tune in, get comfortable, and enjoy the series. Hi, and welcome to Women Entrepreneur Spotlight. I want to welcome my guests, Christine DeGennaro and Goose, host of the Coffee with Christine and Goose Show. Thank you so much for being here today. How are you, Christine? I'm very well. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. And how is Goose? Oh, he's good. He's hanging out in the hallway chirping. He's a little, (laughs) so he might wander in here and start barking up a storm like he usually does. And yeah, he's good. I, I like it. I like it. All right. Two questions to get us warmed up. What's sure. your go-to order at your favorite hometown restaurant? Oh, absolutely. I always get the Italian omelet at Stargate Diner right on Route 13 in Seaford. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, I'm going to have to check that one out. <laughs> <laughs> I highly recommend it. They they always do really well with the home fries, but mm. the uh, the mozzarella and the basil and the sausage, it's, it's, you can't miss it. <laughs> oh, nice. I like I like seafood. We, seafood. we go down there to the, the fish market. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Very good. All right. So what is something Goose's, um, what is something Goose's favorite thing to do during the day? Oh, he either likes to snuggle with his friend Luna, or he likes to take a bath Ooh. every once in a while in the middle of the day, he will get all kind of gross and nasty and I'll throw him in the tub. And he loves bath time. Absolutely loves bath time. My, my bathroom is soaked after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. All right. So from your website, mom, empowerment coach, motivational speaker, cancer warrior, specializing in helping working women with goal prioritization, consistency, accountability, and the pursuit of self-care to embrace their flaws, overcome fear, and achieve balance amidst the chaos. Yes, ma'am. All right. And where did your journey begin with all this? Oh, well, I've always been very fascinated with personal growth ever since I went into the military. I did a lot of training, always enjoyed learning new things. And when I left the Navy, I ended up going into medical assisting because it was a it was a personal challenge and I did really well and I had a ball doing it. But I've always been encouraged to grow spiritually by my father. And so I did a lot of research and trying to figure out where I fit energetically and spiritually. And over the course of my lifetime, it has led me to have a strong desire to connect with people, to be able to have them know that they're loved, that they're encouraged, that they're supported. And when I went through my own personal medical challenge. That's really what lit up the pathway to help me define my purpose. Wow. That, that is, that is a beginning of a journey that has led you, I know through many paths and we will get into that. Um, (laughs) before we go any further, why don't you let people know where they can get in contact with you? Sure. I am on I'm on Facebook. I'm on TikTok. We're all over the place. But the best place for you guys to start would be christinede.com. And I have all my links. I've got my website there with all my resources. And 
That would be the best place to go. All my important links to get a hold of me are there. Okay, awesome. So, can you tell us about a duck named Goose? Oh, for sure. He is the light of my life. So, Goose is my three year old male Peking duck. And he ended up becoming a pet, much like people have dogs. I have a duck. And what ended he when we got him as a baby, uh, we had him and his partner, uh, Maverick, named after the Top Gun characters. And uh, we ended up losing Maverick to a fox and that same fox injured goose. And from there on out, he just he became a house duck. We couldn't bear the thought of having him outside. And so he has been with me inside as a house duck, spoiled rotten for the last <laughs> two and a half years wow. and uh, living, living, living the dream. Wow. And, and do you have are there other ducks in the duck family? Oh, yes. Yes. Because it's kind of like chicken math. You can't just have one and they seem to multiply you don't you, you look away and there's more uh so we actually have a total of eight ducks including goose uh we've got one other indoor handicapped house duck named luna and we have six more that we keep outside and i refer to them as my harry potter crew they all have names of the characters from harry potter oh my goodness i love that yeah. And, I'm sure, and I'm sure that Goose enjoys having his own little duck family, too. Oh, he does. He rules over them. It's like his own little dominion. He loves it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So when your father was encouraging you to grow spiritually, is that what led you to your coaching? In a roundabout way, um, we lost my dad, my dad back in 2011 and he, he passed from, uh, cancer and, but our whole entire lives, he had a very, very strong, uh, he grew up Roman Catholic. He was always very devout in his belief. So I always had a very strong religious background and role model. And so when he passed, I always kept it in the back of my mind that I always wanted to do him proud. And I always wanted to take his demonstration of faith and belief and, you know, knowledge that there's something bigger and stronger than ourselves and carry that forward. So a lot of the work that I do is commemorative of him. Oh, that's really, really nice. Um, and, and so taking, taking that growth, um, and, and leading you down the path. When I first started following you, you were, I followed you as the, the, this side of chaos coaching. And yeah. so, yeah. Right. So what was the premise yep. of this side of chaos coaching and did your growth from the time that you were, you know, your beginning of your journey, um, all <laughs> encompass this side of chaos coaching. So this started, this, this side of chaos coaching started, as a crafting business. So that's how much we've pivoted wow. over the last last seven years. I started it back in 2016 and it's just been an ongoing journey. And I, I picked the name This Side of Chaos because I felt like I was gearing up to be on this side of chaos rather than that side of chaos. I'm on this side of chaos. I get that. And when I transferred my business over into coaching, uh, life coaching and 
there, I did a little bit of relationship coaching. It was my intent to guide my clients from that side of chaos to this side. You've made it over the bridge. You are now on this side mm-hmm. where it's safe. It's loving. It's warm. You have faith in yourself. You have faith in something bigger than yourself. And you've made it to this side of that. Wow. So it, it was a it was a personal growth for, for those women coming on onto the other side of chaos. Wow. And, and so coming from this side of chaos, soon after that, um, it became the Coffee with Christine and Goose show. So did yes. you take so then you did you take what you had already started with the chaos um, mm-hmm. and bring it into the Christine and Goose show? Absolutely. It has been an ongoing journey. I'm, I, I've been really trying hard to find my niche. And I know that I love helping women. And I know that over the course of my working experience, my adulthood, um, you know, my passion has been connecting with people. And in the journey of personal growth, I always, I, I can't hold back the desire to share everything I know. And so Anytime I learn something new, my business ideas morph and it's, I'm constantly adapting to what people need and what resources I have within myself to share with others. And so taking that connection with, with the people um, and the coaching, you now are podcasting. Was that always a part of your plan to do the podcasting? Not initially. Um, I've taken a lot of marketing courses and I've worked with a lot of marketing mentors. And one of the things that they've always encouraged is going out, putting yourself out there and creating value, uh, sharing value. And people have a tendency to buy stories. And that has been one of the biggest key components for me as a marketer is coming up with stories to share and, you know, people want to know you, they want to know your background, they want to know your reason why. So podcasting was just, it, it came very easily for me. Um, I have enough self-confidence to know that I can show up in any way, shape or form. I can show up all made up and dolled up, or I can show up just coming back from the gym and just be as confident as if I'm going dressed up to a ball. And it's something that I've never really worried about as far as like how I look on camera. So I think taking that out of the equation has made it easy for me to uh, put myself out there podcast wise. And I have, uh, well, I have watched your podcast and you can, you can turn it around on a dime if you're having a glitch or if something isn't working out right and you, (laughs) you do, and you stay calm and cool and you just keep on going. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. They're definitely one of the Navy, the Navy tenants are adapt and overcome. And I live by them every single day. You have to be flexible, especially as a business owner. Like you just, there's no guarantee what you're going to encounter, what challenges you're going to face. And I love a good challenge. I sometimes get overwhelmed. So don't let that, (laughs) don't let that be a thing. But at the same time, I know at the same time, um, you know, if you can view it as a challenge and learn from the challenge, it makes it 
less daunting and you're able to overcome it rather than get stuck behind it. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And then, and, and you know, you walked right into my next question for you because you, again, the challenges, and I talked about just your podcasting a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. You had a big challenge in your life. And in, in the middle of yes. all this, uh, you mm-hmm. became a survivor of breast cancer. Yes. I was watching one of your clips and what jumped out at me was your statement, fight like a girl. And I, I have, I, I have heard that one before and I absolutely mm-hmm. love it. And when I, and when I heard it again, it's like, that's it. And so would you mind sharing that journey with everybody? Oh yeah. So that is, so one of the things that I always encourage for anyone who has been recently diagnosed, anyone who's undergoing treatment, I always recommend keep this segment as a chapter in the book of your life. Do not make it the entire story. Um, That has been one of the things a lot of people think fight like a girl, like, yes, girl power and strong. And I have a tendency to think of it, fight like a girl who's got everything to lose and everything to gain. Absolutely. And when you fight like a girl with her entire life before her, then you are able to move towards healing and move towards your purpose as opposed to getting stuck. Um, you know, when I, and I don't say this in a way to be um, undermining, I don't like the term survivor. Okay. I use, I use the term renegade. I like that. I'm a cancer renegade because I, when I think of the term survivor, I think of Tom Hanks in the movie uh, Castaway, oh. where he's all just raggled and he just, he looks <laughs> weather worn and he just, he looks beaten. And when I think of the term survivor, that's what pops into my head. So when I think renegade, I think of someone who has just like full on got the backpack and hiking up that hill and just going to make a go for it. So I think that when we choose to make that journey, unfortunately, a lot of us don't have a choice to face that journey. Um, we do have the choice on how we face it. Um, I was very young when I discovered the mass myself. Um, they move very quickly. I was 36. Usually they don't do screenings until 40, 45. Um, but I discovered that, you know, there were some changes going on and, you know, within a month they had me undergo a total right mastectomy. So, uh, if you ever see full body pictures of me, I'm missing one of my girls Yep, and it's one of those where, you know, you go through the chemo, you go through the radiation, um, and it stinks while you're going through it. You know, you, there's certain parts like you lose your hair, you lose your taste, you lose sensation in your fingertips, you get blisters from the radiation. And it's just all that physical discomfort. You can get lost in it. And there were times and there were days where you, you, you do. Right. But at the same time, I was very fortunate that I had a partner who reminded me, he's like, this is not all that there is to you. Mm. And, you know, don't get lost. Don't stop feeling sorry for yourself, you know, because you can sit here and you can feel sorry for yourself all day. But you've got books to write. You've got things to do. And that when I completed my treatment um, at the Allen Cancer Center over here in uh, in Seaford, Uh, They asked me to speak at the October Breast Cancer Awareness March. 
Oh, wow. And that's what got this whole party started. This is that's what started the journey because instead of panicking over uh, speaking, I was like, oh, I know exactly what I'm going to say. And I, I just I dove right in. And that was the moment that that made me realize that sharing my message, sharing, you know, the journey is is my purpose. Absolutely. One hundred percent. And you are definitely a a renegade of breast cancer. (laughs) Absolutely. And, you know, doing my podcast and these interviews, I I always, there's always a takeaway. And Mm -hmm. I love when somebody can tell me, uh, I, you know, instead of survivor, renegade, and that just makes sense. I mean, that just what you just, you know, described and explained, um, it's, it's, I like it too. So, you know, hopefully you've started something, you know, new with renegade. It's not a great, it's really a a club that you don't want to be part of, but the members of it are the strongest people you'll ever meet. Absolutely. And so in general, um, is there a message that you want to um, give women with being a renegade of breast cancer? Enjoy every single moment. Enjoy all the moments. You know, it's easy, even after treatment, even after undergoing that, you we forget. It's hard to believe and it's hard to imagine, but we forget to really take advantage of life while we have it. If it's not fun, don't do it. That's my favorite quote, because if you're not happy doing what you're doing, then you either need to change your mindset or you need to stop and do something different. Absolutely. And that has been the key to the success that I've been seeing And it's been the key to my own personal happiness. And that's the core that I teach to the women that I work with. Wow. And and just asking or getting back to Goose, was Goose always part of your coaching? Was there a moment that if he wasn't, you know, there by your side, which he, which he is, um, cause you do refer to coach, uh, coach goose many times. Uh-huh. So yeah. was there a moment where you just felt that what you learned from goose that you could use in your counseling? It was really funny. I was working with, there's a really big social media influencer who is a comedian and she and I were talking and we were brainstorming one day on how we can, how I could better leverage my business. And she asked me, she's like, what other things are you interested in outside of coaching, outside of your work? And I was like, um, I got pet ducks. And she was like, that's it. Because there's nothing more that people like than animals. There's nothing more fascinating. And from there, it just, she got, she got the ball rolling with that. We put Goose in the forefront of the business and he has helped me come up with a six week boot camp that we run. And there's definitely things that he's taught us as far as, you know, um, faith in the flock leader is one of my favorite lessons to teach. It's putting faith in something bigger than yourself spiritually, um, taking care of the coop, which is taking care of your home environment, you know, tending to the flock, meaning nurturing the relationships in your life. So those are some of the key components that we talk about in uh, Goose's six-week boot camp. <laughs> and, and so yeah. what other programs do you offer, Christine? Oh my God, I have so many and it's so hard to, I've got my sacred life list course, which is again, one of the core foundations of what I teach. Um, I love to share with everyone the, the magic list that I created to help keep myself organized. 
I do have a journal and a planner and a a book that actually is the 12 week program within the book. Um, And it comes with an agenda inside and it's me showing you how to be able to balance your life, focus on your goals, but keep it all organized and in one place to help keep you on track. Great. Awesome. And so are the classes and our programs, they're all packaged together. Are there a la carte um, classes? Are there single classes that somebody would can sign up for? We would usually do uh, one-on-one co- coaching. I would have, I would do a quick consultation to see what, uh, you know, what exactly they're struggling with, whether it's the relationships or maybe they're struggling with their spirituality um, and really hone in during that consultation call. Okay. And if I think that they're a good fit for the entire program, we work on that. Or if I think that there's certain key components, then I do offer the uh, the consultations and then the one-on-one coaching for those. Okay, great. And so they can go to which website to sign up for these classes? Sure. Uh, if they go to christinede.com, I have a list of all my products. If they go to the, I think if they go to the links, but if they go to christinede.com, they'll be able to find everything. Okay, awesome. And so do you offer any online or in-person coaching classes? So most of everything that I do is based online. Uh, I, you know, I'm very comfortable using the computers and I, I love the technology. (laughs) And, um, but if people were interested in meeting face to face, I've actually kicked around the idea of doing retreats in ocean city. Oh, nice. Like a two or three day retreat. We have a, uh, we have a family member who we'd be able to, to talk to about organizing a stay there and be able to use a family home for, uh, for retreat purposes and stuff. So we've thought about it. We've thought about doing in-person retreats. That would be awesome. I mean, especially now that we're out of COVID and, you know, so many of us male and female, you know, have suffered different things um, in different ways from the fallout of it all. So I I think that's, I think that that is awesome. And I'm going to be looking for the information on that. Oh, sure, (laughs) sure, sure. Yeah, there's definitely all kinds of cool little ideas going on and brewing. I think, um, yeah. We're excited. Good. Now, now I saw something else. So can you tell us what a love and light warrior is and how you help other women heal through this? So love and light warrior is someone in my definition is someone who loves to spread care and positivity. Someone who is always trying to find the silver lining, someone who's always encouraging other people to find the silver lining. What I do is I always try, when I work with my clients one-on-one, I always try to help them uncover what they've learned from whatever experience, whether it's good, whether it's bad. You know, we've worked, I've worked with people with uh, some severe traumas and there's always a way to rewrite the story of what happened Mm -hmm. without minimizing what you went through. And I always try to encourage them to find the core lesson of what they've gone through to be able to empower them rather than let them hold on to that negative energy of the event. There, there is a lot and people, you know, well, women, I I'm going to say in particular, we don't take the time to really step back Mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of see where we're at and what, you know, where, 
And we're all also sometimes the last ones to ask for help too, on top of yep. everything else, right? Absolutely. So I like that. So let me go back a little bit. You you went into the Navy and maybe you can talk a little bit about that because from that, then you worked in women's health. So two parts. If you want to talk a little bit about the Navy, what brought you, got you into signing up for the Navy? And then sure. once you got through all what I just talked about, what path did you take? You know, schooling, classes, sure. mentors? I grew up on Long Island and I was about an hour outside of New York on Long Island when 9-11 happened. I had already, I was a senior in high school. I was already planning to go into the military and I was actually going in for journalism. And then 9-11 happened. And I, I, I remember I was watching on the screen that, you know, the towers are coming down, all the watching with my dad thinking it's a movie, watching everything unfolding. And then the journalists were running into the craziness. I was like, oh my God, that's going to be me. I I don't know if I could do that. So I made the decision within like a, a few days after everything started settling down a little bit and they figured out what, what was going on after 9-11. Um, that if I were going to be running into harm's way, I want to have training. And so I shifted from journalism into military police. Yeah. So, you know, we, I, I traded, I, I traded a pen for a gun and wow. ended up, uh, spending five years in the U S Navy as military police. I worked in Harbor patrol. We did uh, base security, I did so I was able to operate uh military boats. Uh we did I worked for uh Navy investigators. Uh so there was a whole lot of experience and we lived in Hawaii for 3 years until oh. we moved to Norfolk, Virginia. So it was quite I some of my best friends are 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 from from that time. It's over 20 years now and wow. Yeah. But yeah. we ended up I ended up separating from the Navy after I had my son. Uh, who's he's 17 now, but he was he was a little skittle at the time. So when we moved to Virginia, uh, got out of the military and, you know, I did um, I worked as security for the Virginian pilot, which is one of the top newspaper satellites. Uh, they the gentleman who owned I don't know if he still does, but who owned the Virginian pilot and all the other news stations in the area uh, also owned the weather channel. So like we were rubbing elbows with those kind of it was it was fascinating. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Um, but then I ended up seeing a commercial and challenged myself. You know what? Medical assisting sounds like that would be fun. And it's like, you know what? Let's see what happens. Ace that program, got my diploma, ended up going in and getting my associate degree in medical assisting. So I did it the roundabout way. I did the military and then I did my two years in college. And then after that, we decided to move up here to Delaware. And I ended up going to University of Sedona online. It's a metaphysics university. So I ended up getting my bachelor's degree in metaphysics. But during, I know, because why not, you know, throw it all in there. I've gotten my life coaching certification. Um, I ended up getting a few other little certifications just to help uh, my uh, meditation and uh, tapping. 
Those are techniques to help alleviate stress and, um, you know, so things that I, I felt okay. would be helpful to my clients. Awesome. Well, one, thank you for your service. Uh, oh, you, you. you are, yeah, no, thank you. Um, and your journey is, I, I am enjoying sharing your journey. Oh my <laughs> thank goodness. You. Absolutely. Is there, is there a particular area that you love the most, the writing, the coaching, the podcasting? I love the creating. Okay. All of that just wrapped up with the creating. Um, I do enjoy the podcasting, but I love creating, doing the visual designs. I love doing um, the marketing, the right. I, I love it all. Wow. I'm not going to lie. I love it all. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You know, like you said, if you don't love it, don't do it. Right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. And you've also written several books. Um, you want to tell us about those and where can somebody purchase the books? Sure. Uh, that would also, all the links to the books will be in uh, christinede.com. It's going to be backslash links. It's all in one spot. And then uh, I've written a book. It's called Courting the Universe. And it is all about manifesting the life that you love and uh, being able to treat the universe. I call it treating the universe like a lover instead of just some all powerful being. Treat it like you have a relationship with it. Okay. Um, and then my sacred lifeless method, again, is my 12-week program that is wrapped up in an agenda, in a little course. So it's my entire course in, in book form. Okay. And, and do you do all the writing yourself? I do. I do all, yep, all the writing in the books, all the writing for my website. Everything's done by me. I know you're on social media platforms, as you yep. had said in the beginning. Um, is there one that you like over the other, or do you use the different platforms for different segments, your podcasting or your coaching? I love this question because I resisted TikTok for forever. Up until about November, December, I resisted the TikTok. <laughs> and that has honestly become my favorite platform. Oh, wow. It really has. Um, but what we do when we do broadcasting for the Coffee with Christine and Goose, I love to go live on Facebook and I love to go live on YouTube because that way there's just additional places that people can find us. Right. But the podcast, when it goes to YouTube, they get to see Goose in the podcast. That's right. And they don't get to see that on TikTok. So I think, you know, having just slightly different viewpoints right. during the podcast make it interesting do you do the tiktok live while you're doing the youtube and facebook too or do you do tiktok I do. Yep, I, you do yep but wow. then um i do go live in tiktok sometimes in the morning we don't have a real set schedule for that okay. just kind of when we think of it like hey it'll be fun let's go see what happens oh wow oh my goodness gracious well before the interview <laughs> interview i told you that i my next goal was to do the a video part of of podcasting so yeah. 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 For me, it's stepping out of my comfort zone, each mm -hmm. little baby step. So I appreciate uh, any tips you want to tell me after the interview. Did you ever consider yourself an introvert? Very much so. In okay. fact, I am 150 times convinced that that's exactly what I am. I have a hard time showing up for things that involve a lot of people. And so like networking events always kind of give me a little bit of heaviness and like yeah, cringe in, in the chest. But at the same time, one of the things that I've learned is whenever you get that self-doubt feeling, that's just you saying, 
oh no, you've got this, you know? And when you, when you start doubting yourself, that's when you should push yourself just a little bit. Absolutely. And I'm with you on 150 plus percent of being an introvert. And I get the same way. I get that angst when I have to go into a group of people that I'm, you know, either I don't know, or I'm not that familiar with. And then um, even doing the audio side of podcasting for me Mm -hmm. too, that was another step. And, but you know, you just take that step. It's one step at a time and you can do it. Absolutely. Has there been a particular moment where you've said to yourself, this is exactly why I'm doing this? Did you have an aha moment or was it just a nice progression? It's been mostly a progression. There have been some times earlier, I'm trying to think, was it, I think it was yesterday. I had a gentleman reach out to me over TikTok and wanted me to do some freelance work for him. Being able to connect with him and to be able to create something for him and turn around and do that was something that was just like, oh, I'm on the right path. And, you know, uh, hearing my clients' successes, I touched base with uh, one of my friends, Courtney, and she told me the other day, she's like, you know, she has one of my workbooks and she's like, this thing has helped me out incredibly. And like, those are the moments that, you know, you know, you're making an impact. Those are the reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing. And so from that, do you, who or what motivates you? You know, a lot of it, it it goes back to my dad. You know, there's always signs. Um, We, we have a cardinal that lives close by and I swear it's my dad because it always shows up when I need it. And it was, cardinals were always his favorite bird. So that just makes it even more. (laughs) Absolutely. And when I'm starting to struggle, when I'm starting to question myself, you know, I just throw it out there. Hey, dad, I need a little bit of advice. Or is this, is this what's going to be right? And he lets me know. And so my motivator is my dad, but then I also have my 17 year old son that, you know, you always want to be a good role model for your kids. You want to show them, you know, that you can do what you're meant to do. You should do what you're meant to do. Mm -hmm and be successful at it. So it's something that if I'm not doing it for myself, I'm doing it for my son. Nice. And he should be very proud. Absolutely. So just a little bit more on the business side of things. Did you prepare a business plan in the beginning? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm known for throwing, I'm known for planning. I do like to plan and then I just throw it all away. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> so I, I've stopped doing a lot of extensive planning and the same, same one with my business, mm-hmm. um, with but, as much as, but you, but you probably, did you have it planned out in your head? Do you have, you know, your goals, you have your lists more or less, right? I've got, I've got an ultimate goal that I know I want to achieve. Okay. Um, you know, it's, it's more along the lines of, you know, this is the financial income I want to make. And this is how many lives I need to influence to make that happen. And would you recommend having a business plan or even just a plan in place for somebody who is just starting out? Absolutely. I think having a strategy, but also being able to adapt because there are a lot of changes that can happen. Um, you know, being able to have a plan to fall back on is always a fantastic idea, but also being able to adjust things as needed and be able to deviate off that plan um, is is also a necessary thing as a business owner too. 
Absolutely. So besides the coaching, do you do anything else? I don't know when you would have time to do anything else because I do know what, <laughs> what you do do. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, my Atlanta. So one of the things that I do in, in my, I call it my off time. I actually, I drive for Amazon as a contractor and it's, I have so much fun doing it. It's so funny because it just, I get out and I drive and I've always loved to do that. And it's cool to be able to interact with people, but as the, it feeds the introvert side of me because I don't have to interact with people. I I can listen to music. I can, you know, plan my podcast. I can, you know, there's a lot that I can do inside my head, but outside of the house. So I'm tapping into my desire to travel. So I, I, I drive for Amazon. So you might see me around the neighborhood every once in a while. Like, hey. <laughs> and then I listen. I watch YouTube a lot. I don't watch TV. I watch YouTube a lot. Um, I listen a lot to Abraham Hick, which is, uh, yeah, spiritual. I, I consider them a spiritual mentor. A lot of my my spiritual work goes back to Abraham Hick's work. Um, but I'm also fascinated with body language and um, being able to, so there's a podcast or there's a, there's a YouTube channel that I follow a lot that it, it's called the behavior panel. Okay. And it's all, it's for experts who just discuss body language and current events, which is yeah. a lot of fun. Um, and then Saturday nights after our podcast, we, we pack up everything and including the duck and head over and watch UFC and we're UFC junkies. So, you know, I'm love and light, but bring out the fists and I'm, I'm all for it. So, yep. Well, that's I good know. though. I mean, you know, one of the questions that asked in the past, how do you balance all your work and your family life? By making it a point to do exactly that. You yeah. know, it's, you have to, you have to, that's one of the things on my checklist actually is, you know, what, who am I making room for today? Who am mm-hmm. I going to focus on? And the women that I've asked that question to, they all have said the same thing one way or another, they create the, this, mm-hmm. the time, um, yep. you know, for themselves or for a family. Absolutely. Yep. Very, very important. Is there a yep. time when you have to push yourself to keep going to build your business yep. or do you just find that you just have an, an, a steady path? It comes and goes, but for the most part, um, I, I do try to work a minimum an hour a day towards the business in some capacity, whether it's just scrolling through Facebook and getting ideas or reaching out to people in some capacity, I'm working on the business. And I think that's showing up consistently in that form um, has really, really helped. Awesome. Okay. So I know that, you know, Goose has been with you for quite a while and and Goose is by your side. You have a lot (laughs) of takeaway from Goose that you, you know, incorporate into your coaching, maintaining Goose and your duck family. I know Mm -hmm. that there is a fund for Goose on your webpage. Yes, ma'am. So we, uh, everything is going to the, the Coffee with Christine and Goose show. And we also, so a portion of the proceeds goes to feed and bedding and stuff for the ducks. So it helps take care of the ducks as well. It is a lot of work. That is for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have, or do you have a mentor? I have several. So I, I definitely visualize Abraham Hicks as one of my mentors. And that's my go-to whenever I'm questioning something, whether I'm upset, if I'm anxious, if I'm worried, um, I always go to their videos to just go back to. Um, I have a money mindset coach that I work with. 
um, to, to help, you know, I feel like a lot of people have struggles with money here and there. So it's one of those for myself, just learning how to let go of the struggle with my relationship with money has been something that has been helpful. Those are my major two mentors, but I also, I have my uncle who, he was very close to my dad. They were cousins. And uh, so if I struggle with anything business wise, I usually reach out to him. I also do some freelance work for him. So we we have a, a pretty good, strong okay. connection. So he's a good mentor as well. Awesome. Yeah. Because I, I feel it's important that you have somebody that you can reach out to, mm-hmm. you know, either in the beginning or the whole course of your career. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What advice would you give to another woman entrepreneur just starting their own business? If it's on your heart, you need to do it. There's been several, several times where my partner would encourage me like, hey, you know, why don't you take a step back? And I would take a step back for a week. And I'm like, nope, nope, I can't do it. Like, it's just this is this is this is my calling. And if it's that hard on your heart to push forward, then you that's you have to listen to it. So listen to your heart. Just keep moving forward. And like I say, yep. it's one step at a time. Yep. So one of my goals with this podcast series is to connect women entrepreneurs in all stages of their business uh, to help and support each other. I would love to add your name to my growing list. And eventually I will have a Facebook group where we can all reach out and help each other. And I would love Absolutely. to add your name to that. Absolutely. You got it. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Is there anything else that I missed that you want to tell my listeners about? So right now, uh, we are actually, it's funny that you say that we are working on putting together a course on podcasting. I actually, one of my best friends in Australia and I are partnering together and she is not tech savvy at all. Uh, She's smart. She's brilliant. She wants to start her own podcast, but she doesn't know where to start. And so I said, you know what? Let's do it. We're going to record the whole thing. I'm going to walk you through how to set up, what equipment you need. And if you even want, I can do most of the work for you. Yeah. So I'm going to show her how to do that, starting with the tech, how to come up with the ideas. I, I, I'd i be happy to offer that to any of your listeners as well. They'd, they'd be more than welcome. Oh my gosh. That is absolutely amazing. <laughs> Christine, you are a delight and goose. I am so glad that you could be hanging around somewhere. I know you're there. We yeah, love yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you for being a guest on Women Entrepreneur Spotlight. And why don't you just tell everybody one more time, what is the best place to contact you at? Sure. Absolutely. They can find all my information, all my social media links, everything on Christine. So it's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-D-E.com. And again, Christine, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Debbie. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Women Entrepreneur Spotlight. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. For updates on my next interview, follow me on Facebook at Woman Entrepreneur Spotlight. Until then, keep being awesome.